morning, saints and friends. I praise God. This truly is the best day ever. And I thank God for his mighty works. I thank God for his people who are called by his name. Thank God for my church family. Thank God for my pastor uh, giving me this opportunity to be able to do something that I've never done before. Um, to be able to sit down and and be able to speak a word. And it takes definitely obedience. And I just want to give uh, honor to him and the first lady. I want to thank God for for them. I know uh, they got a birthday coming up, uh, first lady this month, uh, the 25th. And y'all give them a little a gift, a call or something to show how much you appreciate them and love them. And I just thank God for this opportunity. I know that God has a word today. This truly is one of the best days in the world. It is truly sunny outside and God has shined his love upon us and he's kept us safe. And I won't prolong long, but I just want to let everybody know to pray um, that God will move mightily in this place today, that you will be blessed for a lifetime, that this message will stick into your heart through the days to come, because I've realized that uh, what we've come through, uh, we definitely need to make sure that we hold and stand on the word of God. Uh, and I just thank God for that. I just want to go immediately to the text. Um, I just want to uh, let you know this morning that our text will be coming from Leviticus chapter 26 and start uh, Leviticus 26 verses 1 through 13. And my subject today will be obedience brings blessings. Leviticus 26 verses 1 through 13. It reads in the King James Version, that is Leviticus 26, verses 1 through 13, and I will start at verse 1. Ye shall make you no idols, nor graven image, neither rear you upstanding image, neither shall you set up any image of stone in your land to bow down unto it, for I am the Lord your God. You shall keep my Sabbath and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. If ye walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, then I will give you rain. And then I will give you rain in due season and the land shall not yield her increase and the trees and the field shall yield their fruit. And your threshing shall reach until the vintage, and the vintage shall reach until the sowing time. And you shall eat your bread to be full and dwell in the land of safety. <laughs> the land of safety. And I will give you peace in the land. And you shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid. Hmm. And I will rid evil beasts out of the land. Neither shall your sword go through your land, and ye shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. <laughs> Good, great. And five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall chase, put a tent. Let me back up. And five of you shall chase one hundred, 
and on hundred of you shall put the thousand to flight and your enemies shall be before you by the sword. For I have respect unto you and have made you fruitful and multiply you and establish my covenant with you and you shall eat old store, bring forth the old because of the new. And I will set my tabernacle among you and my soul shall not abhor you. And I walk, I will walk among you and be your God and you shall be my people. And I am the Lord your God, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, that you shall not be their bondmen. And I have broken the bonds, the bands of your yoke and made you go upright. Praise the Lord for the word of God, my people. And I know today God is telling us that obedience brings blessings. And we understand that because of Leviticus, you got to get a little bit of history behind that. Leviticus is a book of law. Moses pretty much uh, wrote these books and he was coming down from Mount Sinai. These Israelites had been in the wilderness for over 40 years. And they were at the base of the end of term of Moses and they, they were disobedient so much. And, and now Moses is telling them God is with them. He's giving them a speech. Of, this is a third speech in Leviticus that he gives them. And this is talking about obedience. Also, he tells us about the disobedience from 14 on down in 26. But I'm here to tell you now, as we read this scripture, God is encouraging us in this season of our life right now that we are uh, got to understand that we are still blessed people. Jesus Christ come and fulfill the law. It, the veil was split. We don't have to take uh, sacrifices anymore of any goat or any sheep and take the blood and do anything like that. Jesus Christ's blood set us free. But we have to honor the word of God because Moses is telling these people here, look, you, you can't worship idols. You can't build golden images. And you got to have them. You got to understand that they had a mindset that they just came out of 400 years of bondage coming through a Red Sea and been in it for 40 years in the wilderness. And we realize here that these people have, have built golden images. They still sin. They came up short. They complained the whole way. But the man of God, Moses, who, who had to pray them through. Every time you turn around, Moses was praying. Every time you, you went over here and they complained about they didn't have no, no meat and they didn't complain about they wanted to go back to Egypt and, and all this kind of stuff. And I can understand how pastors can feel sometimes and people of God, how people complain and complain and complain and you can never do enough. But Moses here is encouraging these people. He's letting them know that we got a first, in verse one it says, ye shall make no idols nor graven image Neither rear you up standing image, neither shall ye set any image upon a stone of your land to bow down, bow down unto it. I am your Lord God. So you got to realize that he's letting them know that you can't build these images. Sometimes when I look at what's going on from 2020 to 2021, how the church has pretty much let uh, the door shut on a lot of things, but the sanctuary is in us. We can fall by temptation. It's easy for people to start drinking again. 
it's easy for them to roll up a doobie again. It's easy for them to go to the club and drop it like it's hot again. It's easy for them to have a house party. It's easy for them to uh, invite their friends over and pop up a Budweiser. You know, because we get slack when we're not in the fellowship of God. But Tabernacle's not like that. We're, we're the ones that's out here that's the light of the world. Because when you look at what's going on in 2020, we can't forget the sanctuary. We can't forget that the Lord is not our God. We can't make these golden images. Hindu, they had over 30,000 images. Baal, I mean, it was easy to make something your God, your idol, your house, your, your car, uh, all kinds of stuff, your, your money. You can do all kinds of things to make it your image. You can put it before God. And Moses is telling them here, don't put nothing before God. And when I, when I sit and I study this thing, this blessed me. Because we can get slack. We can go back to old ways. And we can forgive up and walk away. But the way things is right now, we had a, we had a rough 2020. But God sustained us. I, I, I can see the people in Tabernacle, how God kept us. How he, how he kept everything that we needed. He provided for it. January 26 of 2020, you know, we, we saw Kobe Bryant. Lose his, whole, lose, lose his daughter and seven others. February the 20th, we've seen where they announced COVID-19, this disease that was homemade by China. It put us in a state of fear, but we got to understand that it's our prayers, it's our God through Jesus Christ where he's the one that can do something about this. We got to put our trust in the Lord. We have all that good teaching. Pastor Harper, Bible study after Bible study, preaching after preaching. He got thousands of tapes down there. We were prepared for this. We hid this in our heart because God is our, is our God. We can't put nothing else before him. We, we've had it rough. But I tell you, there was fires. Over 100, 100 million acres burnt in West Coast. There was nine hurricanes. We, we, we come through a lot in 2020. I lost my mama. Some of y'all lost your children. Some of y'all lost this, lost that, lost this. But you still had God. You didn't lose God. It was the source of what God put in your heart to keep you. And I'm here to tell you that when you start looking about, you can easily get caught up and stop getting on Zoom, and I praise God for Sister Campbell because we're going to make a way. God has put on us that we, we have a desire to serve. We're going to make a way to serve, but we have to go to the street corner and we have to stand on the rooftop. No matter where we are, we're going to have to serve. No matter how many masks we have to wear, no matter how many gloves we have to wear, no matter how many temperatures we have to take, no matter how far we have to stay, one thing about it, I will say that God has sustained us and we have to give God the glory. We have to praise his name because he is worthy to be praised. And Moses went through all this, letting these Israelites know that, hey, we got to understand that we have to have a, a, a spirit of obedience. Obedience brings blessings. And this is what this text is talking about. 
We got to understand that, that when you obedient to the word of God, it's better than a sacrifice. You're following the plan of God. That's why you can't give up because God put it in us in the beginning that we had a spirit to serve. It's inborn. We have to worship something. That's why these people that don't know God, these atheists and stuff, they worship something. Muhammad, they worship something. Buddhism, Hinduism, all them isms, they got some God that they're worshiping, but we got a true and living God. And, Mo and Moses is telling us right here, he's telling his people, he's been praying a long time. Even his own sister and brother come against him. She had leprosy because she talked against the man of God. <laughs> but also at the same time, Moses prayed for and the leprosy left her. So we got to understand that we got to acknowledge the sanctuary and we got to acknowledge the man and the woman of God. Jesus Christ came. He was obedient to get on the cross. He said, not thy will, but your will be done, Father. And he shed the blood so we don't have to worry about no more sheep blood and no more goat blood. He cast it into the sea. We don't have to do that. We can go straight to Jesus, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. They are all one. And Moses here was at the base of this mountain where they know they couldn't keep up with these 10 commandments that he had. No man could feel that. We all fall short of the glory of God. God is our judge. And here we see in that, in verse, in verse 2, it says, ye shall keep my Sabbath and reverence my sanctuary. Keep my Sabbath. Mean make a holy day. Mean do the things that God has called us to do. Pay our tithes and all. Things that he has called us to do. Remember the Sabbath. Don't never get a place to where you don't want to worship. Don't never get a place to where you get so busy and so caught up in your everyday world that you forget to pray. That's what's wrong with our world today. It might be your prayer. It might be our prayer that, that covers the White House, that covers the Capitol, that came up with the vaccination for the COVID. You understand what I'm saying? It was might have been our prayer to give man wisdom. Tabernacle, little tabernacle, right down on 42, 45 Courtney Huntsville Road. It might have been your prayer that gave them. And God seen your prayer. He heard our prayer for a whole nation you got power and you got to be obedient knows that it brings blessings and in this text today it says that we got to reverence god's sanctuary you can't have chicken bone sales you can't go and do anything in the sanctuary you can't wear your mini skirts in there you can't sell fish in there you can't sell uh uh, and, and lottery tickets in there and all that kind of stuff. You got to honor that sanctuary. You got to know it's holy. Do you have a holy place in your house? So you had to bring this to your house. You, 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 your doors of church is closed right now, but the word of God never closes. Did you make a room in your house? Do you have a prayer room? Do you get in your daily devotions? Are you anointing your house? Hmm? We have to do that because we are God's children. We can't get frustrated in what we see. We can't get caught up in CNN. We can't get caught up in all the things that we see because we walk by faith and not by sight. We understand the word of God is not going to return to us void. 
We got to understand that this word is going to accomplish what it's sent out to do. That's why he said in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, and that was one of the scriptures that we read on Thursday night when we had our prayer groups. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek God's face and turn from my wicked ways, he will hear our prayer and heal this land. It was our prayer. I believe it was our prayer. God is good. And you got to not stop praying. I don't care how much of a deficit you in. They might have gave you the stimulus check because of your prayer. He might have anointed them at the White House to know that, hey, you know what? We got we to gotta do something for these businesses right here. We got to write a check for them for 25000 to keep their business going. We got to do something. We got to give them some money to help them. We got to open up food banks. We got to understand, but don't take advantage of what God is doing. Don't use God. Give him thanks and give him glory for what he's done for you and how he's made a way for you. But honor his sanctuary. Honor his statues. Did we pay tithes off of that? Uh-oh, man. I, I, I said, Lord, I'm getting that old check. I need to make sure I pay a little tithes off of that. Don't you think so? Somebody better say amen. You see what I'm saying? I'm telling you now, we got a responsibility to do. The church house still has to go on. The church doors are going to come back, and we should be on fire. The Holy Ghost should be running from heart to heart and breast to breast. <laughs> I'm excited about what God is doing. I'm excited for this scripture right here because it encouraged me. You can, you can look at what's going on around you, and it's almost like you isolated, that you've been put in a place to where you don't have no life no more. It's like you went back in that wilderness again. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out here, and I'm wandering. I, I'm trying to find my way. You know, things is hard, but God has made a way for you, and you ought to give him glory. And I thank God for that. In verse three, it says, if we walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, you got to understand, you got to do that. You got to walk in God's statutes. You got to keep his commandments. You got to understand that God is doing a great thing in these people. He's put, he's put love in your heart. He's put, he's put a family around you. He's given some of you children to raise. He's given some of you husbands to have, wives to have, friends to have. Moses got angry. And never made it to the promised land because he gave up. Instead of speaking to the rock, he struck it and got still got water, though, because the water was there. But I'm telling you, don't get frustrated and give up. You got to keep God's statutes and you got to honor his sanctuary. And then for it said, I will give you rain in due season and the land shall yield her increase and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. You, you better talk to me. And I, when, I, when I read that, I looked at that, and I said, oh, Lord, I had, to, I had to hug myself, and I had to give him some glory because we got to realize that he will give you rain in due season. There's a season. Right now, you can look out there, there's not a leaf on the tree. But you got to realize that the rain is coming. It's still raining. But to understand in due season, you got to understand that your harvest is going to come. You got to plant and you got to sow. You got you to be multitasked. You can't be one-minded. You got to be prepared. You know, if, if, if you're pregnant, you, gotta, you can't have that baby the next day. You, you got to go through a nine-month term. You got to be prepared. You, you, you got to have everything ready when it gets here. 
you, 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 you just can't have it. There's a season for everything. And you got to realize that God is working it out and the rain is going to come. The main thing is, do we have a seed in the ground? Huh? William McDowell sung that song. It blessed me when he said, hey, I have, this is my season. Do I have a seed, seed in the ground? You know, I would sing that for y'all, but, you know, I want you to stay online with me a little while. But just to think about, this is my season. You understand what I'm saying? I got a seed in the ground. What kind of seed do you have? The rain is going to come. If you don't have nothing in the ground and the rain come, all you're going to get is wet. Because God is going to send the rain. One thing you can't do, I know that you can dance, but I know you can't make it rain. It's a lot of people out here that say they can make it rain, but you can't make it rain. Joshua was a man of God. He was Moses' right-hand man. You see what I'm saying? So I'm here to let you know that the rain is coming. And what we got to do now is we got to realize that what happened in 2020, you eating off of that. You didn't run out. You eating off of stuff that you planted in 2015 because you was a prepared. You went to the grocery store and you might have ran out of a few things of toilet paper. But I tell you one thing, God give us a mind if we have to, we'll go to the woods and get some leaves. We ain't going to go without. And if we go without food, he give us enough ammunition and, 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 and that gun that we can go out there and shoot us a squirrel or a rabbit. If you don't know how, you'll learn. We're going to survive when we are children of God. No matter what we go through, no matter what's said about us, we're going to survive because God will make a way. He gave us dominion. We can make it if we want to, but the thing about it, it takes work. It takes work. You got to plant something to get a harvest. You, you can't get this thing because the rain is going to come. It comes from God. And we see that. And the land will yield her increase and the trees shall fill to yield that fruit. You're looking for fruit. What you doing in your children? Are you prepared to take them to a place to where they, you're putting the word of God in them? So generations have come, what went on in Egypt? These people had an Egypt mentality. They wanted to go back because that's all they knew. But most, that God was reconditioning them, brought them through the Red Sea. You know, they got at the Red Sea, they were still slaves. But when they came through, they came out a nation. You understand what I'm saying? No matter how all they're complaining and all the stuff that they went, just like we do, we murmur and we complain. We don't get what we want. We're selfish, but however, you got to look at, you're not going to always be here. You're not too old. Yeah, you have lived longer. Some of you live longer than your mamas live, and some of you live longer than your daddy lived. You just don't have to sit down. You still got a word, and you can call somebody, and you can get on uh, the, the, the camera here, and you can go ahead and talk to them, and they can see your face. Just make sure you put some pants and stuff on. But I'm here to tell you, we got to know that the rain is coming and we got to eat of that fruit. We got to know that 2021, 2022 is coming. 
What are we doing to prepare for that? Are we preparing our children for the next generation? Huh? We got, we got children, teenagers, young adults. Who's going to take our place? Huh? We can't throw our hands up just because of we have tired ourselves. This thing got to go on. We need preachers. We need deacons. We need Sunday school teachers. We need Christians. We need people to confess Jesus Christ as their Lord. Because we can see how people's minds can get so caught up to where they go and take a White House over because of a man and think it's okay. The Capitol building. We're we making history, y'all. And the devil is mad. You got to understand that. But we find a way to make it. And I'm here to tell you that we have to understand in verse 5 it says, and your threshing shall reach unto the vintage, and your vintage shall reach into the sowing time, and ye shall eat the bread full and dwell in your land safely. I'm telling you something right there. When you read that, you ought to, you know, I'm one of them kind of want to get up. But I'm telling you now, when you understand that you're going to, you got to plant, and you got to harvest, and then you got to sow, and then you're going to live safely, you, no matter what comes your way, it might come in on you, but it won't harm you. Trust me, I'm a witness. I'm a witness. What comes on you will not home. It won't kill you. There's over 335 souls that's in the United States that this disease is wiping out. And it's no different than what they had in the wilderness. They had diseases to come in from their disobedience and wipe people out because they wasn't following the plan of God. Even though God gave them a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night when they complained. But we realize that it's our prayer of the saints of this world. We got a bunch of prayer warriors. And if we can take five of us and chase a hundred out, and you come together and get together with your prayer partner, five of y'all, you'd be surprised what kind of power you got. You got to use what's working. The lame man was lame from birth that would sit at the gate daily. But when Peter and John looked on him, they said, silver and gold, I have none, but such as I do, I have the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk and took him by the right hand because he can lift his hand. So you got to understand, you got to use what's working, what has power in it. And then everything else became power in it. He received strength in his ankle bones and he became the leaping and jumping and praising God. And that's what we need to do. When is the last time you praised the mighty God? When is the last time you got in his presence? Hmm? You got to get in his presence. And it changes things. It changes your circumstance. It opens up the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings that you don't have room enough to receive. God's going to let it rain. The key is we got to plant. When we get back in the sanctuary, let's go get them. And see, let me tell you something. It got to a time in the Bible where the disciples went out and, and, and the enemy was trying to destroy every one of those disciples. When they preaching that gospel, they locked them up in prison, locked them up in jail, cut some of them's head off, whatever went on. But they still proclaimed the gospel and people were saved. And we're going to be counted as sheep for the slaughter. But we can't give up on the crackhead. We can't give up on the alcoholic. We can't give up on the one that has been caught in adultery. We can't give up on the one that has a divorce. We can't give up on the ones that are going through. They need our help. 
We're the only voice that they have. Because it's easy to give up and lay down and quit and die. I remember when I was in uh, elementary school, I went all the way back because I want everybody to understand that I want the Holy Spirit to teach us like a kindergartner. They had a rope in the gym. And on that rope, they had it tied to the rafters. And our, in our PE class at the end of the semester, our goal was to reach the top of that gym, the rafter. When I first got on that thing, I wasn't developed. I mean, I could barely get on there, didn't know how to climb it. And I'd get a little bit, and then all of a sudden, I, I ran out of strength, and I'd fall. You know, you've been there. You had to climb that rope, too. But the same thing that they did, they gave us sit-ups, and they gave us jumping jacks, and they go out and make us run, and they made us do push-ups, and they made us do push-ups. And when we got home, we did push-ups, and we did jumping jacks because they gave us a goal. And our goal was to reach the top. Even though they didn't condition us every day at the school, but it went in our mind, it went in our spirit. That, hey, you know what? I'm going to climb that rope, and I'm going to get to that rafter. Some, some gave up, but if you get up there and you keep climbing, you might make it halfway, but you ain't going to let go and fall because you'll hurt yourself because there's danger. And that's the way it is if you let go of God's hands in this day. You will surely die. It will be disobedience. You will miss your home. You will miss your heavenly home. Hell will be your home. And I'm here to tell you, I made it up to that one day. And I give God the glory now because I thought about it. But if I'd have let go, I could have let go anytime and I'd have failed. And that's what the world tries to do. It tries to get you in a predicament, in a situation with your family, with your husband, with your wife, with your, with your friends, with your relationships, with just life in general, your job. All that stuff tries to come at you. And you can easily let go. You can get on nerve pills and you can get on Xanaxes and you can get on hydrocodone and you can have that filler. And don't, don't, don't know that the enemy has a little thing in a little white bottle out there called crack cocaine that he wants you to get on. I'm talking, and I know because I see it in the world. I see people shacking. I see people doing all kinds of things when I go. You can't have a husband shacking. You done gave up all the stuff. You done gave him the deed to the house. You, you, it's no more for him. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm telling you, you got to watch what you get yourself into. Because it'll drag itself and keep you in bondage for, for all your lifetime. Pharaoh and all that stuff died in the sea. His 600 chariots died in the sea. And Moses is here at the end of his term telling us that the rain is coming and we're going to reap our harvest and we're going to sow and we're going to thresh and we're going to have weed and we're going to be able to live on what's old. We're going to have to, we, we got to move overflow. We're going to have to uh, move out and put more in. And that's the way we're doing it. If you only got enough, how can you help somebody else? You see what I'm saying? So here I will give peace in the land. And he told us that in verse six, it said, I will give peace in the land and he shall lie down and not, and none shall make you afraid. And I will rid evil beasts out of the land, neither the sword nor the, nor uh, go through your land. I'm telling you, he will move the beast out of the land. Satan himself 
is defeated. So pray with your kids. That beast is after them. You don't know how many times people commit, try to want to commit suicide because they want to give up, especially teens. You don't understand the, the, what they fight. In Leviticus 18, it talked about how the laws were put up to where God was, they was disobedient and some of them was gay. Some of them was laying with man. Some of them was laying with woman. Some of them was laying with the uh, brother's wife. The, all that kind of stuff was going on and it was abomination. You can't, you can't be fruitful in those type of ways. Your womb, your seed, the reproduction system that we have, it has to have male and female. You can't, you can't, don't cut off your kids. The womb is a treasure. It's a garden. It's where life is. And I'm here to tell you, we see all that going on in our, in our world today. But we can't get caught up and get comfortable in it and accept it. We got to make sure we don't have to fuss at them. They already know. We just got to live right before them. And we see that God is taking us to another level. And five of you would chase 100, and 100 of you chase 10,000 to flight. And your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. Your enemies are gonna fall. They gotta. They can't stay around you. You gotta. You gotta know that they're gonna fall. Five of you will send a hundred to flight. It's, you got power. Get with your prayer partner and y'all pray. Pray and know that God is able to do it sitting and abundant above all that we can ask to think according to the power that worketh in us. It's about prayer. That's what Moses did every time. He prayed and substituted prayer for them. Because he was hearing from God. He was the prophet. But now we have Jesus Christ that intercedes us on the right hand of the Father making intercessions for us. He hears you. I don't care where you at in life. If you scared a heights. You won't get in an airplane. You got to know you can't walk in fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, peace, and a sound mind. I'm giving him the glory. And I will respect you and make you fruitful and multiply you and establish a covenant with you. You got to realize that when God established a covenant with you, it's done. It's sealed. It's a contract. He'll never leave you. He's always going to be there. His, our ways are not his ways, but God is going to be with us. He's got a covenant. He made a covenant with Abraham that he'll be a father of many nations. He made a covenant with Noah that he'll never flood the earth again. Even though Abraham might have messed up, might have got Hagar, pregnant but also at the same time the blessing still came he was counted as righteousness and that's what we are i'm here to tell you i give god the glory for all that he's done in our lives and how he's keeping us and this scripture is encouraging us to let us know that we are god's children and don't let go it's easy to let go in this time in 2021 and what we're facing it's easy to backslide it's easy to just give up but don't give up. You hold on to that word of God, God's unchanging hand. And I'm here to tell you. In verse 11, it says, and I will set tabernacles among you and my soul 
shall not harm you. And I will walk among you and be your God, and ye shall be my people. He's walking with us. He's talking with us. No matter what condition that we're in, he's never left us. He hears our cry. And I'm telling you now, God is looking for a church without spot or wrinkle because he's coming back one day. Moses got angry. Don't get angry. Love yourself. God had Adam's wife already in him. Live your life. Don't die because somebody left you. Don't you die with them. You still got life in you. You can have a husband. You can have a wife. You can have the fruit of this land. You can be encouraged. Don't think that you ain't can't get it because you can. All things are possible to them that, that believe. In 13, it says, I am the Lord your God, and which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, that ye should not bear, be their bondmen, and I have broken up the bands of your yoke and made you upright. Bands can't hold you. It can't hold you. Those things that they try to tie you up with, that they try to put in your life, it can't hold you. Some people are being bankrupt, but they ain't bankrupt no more. Because God cleared the slate. He made your credit right. Because he's setting you up. And you got to understand that he's setting you up to prosper. Because you're planting a harvest. You got a harvest coming. You got a seed in the ground. You will reap your harvest. Just hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Obedience brings blessings. Obedience brings blessings. Be obedient in this season. Be obedient in this season. Obedience brings blessings. I don't care what's happened to you. There might be a sickness in your body. But I'm telling you now, obedience brings healing in your body. Trust the word of God. By his stripes you are healed. The blood of Jesus cleansed you and washed you whiter than snow. He's never left you and he never will. He loves us. You got to go get it, though. You, you can't. Faith without works is dead. You got to work. You got to use your hands. You got to be a mindful man. Wisdom and knowledge and understanding of God's word. Study to show thyself approved. I'm on fire for God because I know he's blessed me and he kept me. He kept my family. And I'm giving him the glory and he's keeping yours. No matter what's going on, let him talk about you. But love them because they need it. It's a spirit working in them. When Jesus went to the other side, Legion was there. Got out on his knees and said, you come to torment. Yeah, we're going to torment you till that devil come out of you. I'm telling you, God is good. And if you just look around, you can see how blessed you are, how he's healed and took cancer out of your life, took tumors out of your body, gave you a mind renewed your mind when they thought you had Alzheimer's, that you were losing your mind, somehow or another you sharper than ever now. Iron sharpens iron because the word of God brings love, peace, joy, long-suffering, meekness, the fruits of the spirit. You, you, you know you had them programs at, at church and every one of you spoke on them. But also too at the same time you got to work it now because you're using what you preached and you're using what you said on that altar. It ain't easy when you're going through some things that we're going through, but God is sustaining us. And this year is your year. 
This is your year. It's your year. God is going to bless you and he's going to bless your children. This thing is generational. That fruit's going to go in their barns because you're going to plant the love of God and you're going to tell them that they got to confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ died and was rose from the dead and you shall be saved. You plant that in them when they go to college and they go off and they get out of your sight. They're going to have something to remember because they're going to remember Pastor Harper's preaching or they're going to remember somebody's sermon or they're going to remember a Bible study lesson or they're going to remember a Sunday school lesson or they're going to remember what you did in your house. Because charity starts at home. You can't drink liquor in front of your kids and expect them to respect you. You can't smoke weed with them. You got to understand that they can't call you. Kena don't call me James. Brandon don't call me James. They call me daddy, father. They call their mama, mama. They don't call her Barbara because we they respect us. They see us and honor us. And that's the way you got to do the temple. Make a place in your house. Anoint and appoint and know that your kids will live on. Not another one of our kids will leave this place without a word of God in them. And it's our responsibility. No matter what we see on the news, no matter what we see in the world, no matter what COVID says, no matter what Biden says, no matter what the White House and the Republicans and all of them say, God is our source. They doing what we pray that God talk to them. Don't forget your position. And I'm here to tell you, we got an awesome pastor, a man that's gave his whole life basically to Tabernacle. And we have a preacher. We have somebody that loves his congregation. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even probably be married. Me and Barbara's been married 37 years. Been together 41. But the things that I faced, it was the word of God that kept me. Because I went and I sat in the sanctuary and I was obedient to follow the word of God. Find my destiny. Find my calling. Find my position. That heaven, my name be written in the Lamb's book of life where yours is written. Be careful what you do around your children. Be careful what you do around your grandchildren. Plant a word in them. You ain't got to carry your Bible and beat it over their head. Just live in front of them. That's all you got to do. Live your life. Time. We all going to leave here. And I recognize that. And one thing I'm going to say. My mama and my daddy. My, my desire. And I'm going to tell you, this was my desire. When I got called 2018, November the 18th, my desire was my mama to be there at my initial sermon. But I looked up and she wasn't there. But I kept loving on her. And I kept being there. And I kept being the son that I needed to be. And I kept encouraging her along her sickness and all the things that she had going on. But one day, it took a funeral. My, my, her sister, her sister Mary Lou Hampton, passed. And they asked me to do the eulogy. And all of a sudden, 
my message was another chance. And that's what my aunt Merlou got. She got to come home from hospice because I seen miracles and I seen God bring them home and I seen them and I seen her daughter laying over there in the hospital with cancer fighting for her life. Doctors done gave up on her. We go over and we lay hands on her and she's home cancer free right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you gotta get you some. It's God's in control though. We can't give up because it don't go our way because we lost our marriage because we lost something don't mean that we got to give up and lose too. We're winners. But when I tell you something, my mama came through that, that church door on a walker. I mean, I'm talking on a walker and, 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 I, and it took everything in me. But I realized that my heart's desire was big. It took a funeral, but she came and she was so proud of me. And I didn't want to talk to her about no sickness and no disease. I listened to her, but when she started getting too far, I said, Mama, honey, God is a healer. If God can raise Lazarus from the dead, he can raise you. And I'm telling you now, love on your parents. Love on your children. Love on your sisters and your brothers. They might not have the same mindset as you, but I tell you what, if you just hold on, the season's coming right here. It says it's coming. The rain is coming. You just make sure you got a seed in the ground called love. Love one another as I have loved you. Don't let this materialistic stuff keep you in bondage. Don't let your life be in bondage the rest of your life because we don't know when our number's going to be caught. Amen. I just want to thank God for that. And I don't care. I'm giving God the praise. Hallelujah, God. I thank you for your move. I thank you for your mighty move. You're worthy to be praised. You got children that need you. Don't look at what they're doing. Don't get caught up in what they're doing right now. You planted the word. You planted it. It's going to reap this harvest. I'm here to tell you, it's going to reap its harvest. You just be patient. Don't give up on them right now. Because they're going to call you in their room one day, and they're going to say, look what God has done. Amen. He's called me. I'm going into the ministry. I'm getting married. God has blessed me. <laughs> they're going to call you into their room. They're not going to come into yours no more. They're going to call you. And you're going to say, I'm so proud of you. Give God the glory and y'all going to shout together. Amen. So it's coming. Amen. Amen. It's coming, y'all. Just hold on to your season. The rain is always going to come. You just got to make sure you got something in the ground, which is a word in this season. I'm telling you now. If you walk in Leviticus 26, 1 through 13, you'll see that God has blessed you and you got to give him glory how he's kept you and how he's made a way for you and how he's so loved you yes. regardless of your faults, regardless of what you said, regardless of what you've done. Repent. The Lord is at hand. Amen. He come to give you life and life more abundantly. And I'm telling you now, go forth. 2021, your prayer can change it. Right now, that you might your prayer can put it to where you don't need a shot. 
You can call a holy, the fire come down from heaven and it'll heal the land. And they say, what in the world was that? Hmm? The whole nation receive a shout. And that's what God is looking for. He's looking for us. Just remember, the rain is going to come. If you ain't got nothing planted, all you're going to get is wet. And my little grandson, and I'm going to close after this, Caden, his Uncle Roger bought him a punching bag for Christmas. A Spider-Man. That's what he wants. Spider-Man. 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 Spider-Man couch. Spider-Man toys. Spider-Man. Spider-Man shoots his webs. Do everything. And, if he, and he got that punching bag. We blew that thing up. And boy, he, he went to work on that rascal. And he hit it with his right. He hit it with his left. He hit it with his right. And he came back and hit him in the head. He bounced back. Didn't realize the thing hit back. And that's what happened. When you punch it at something, it's going to try to hit back. Then he found out he could kick it. And he started kicking it, and he drop-kicked it one time. And when he drop-kicked that thing, he missed it and fell on his butt. And he hollered and had a little tear. But then I tell you what, you got to let your tears water your seed. Because I tell you what, he got back with more in his heart, and he went to work on that rascal for fewer then. And I'm telling you now, that's the way we got to do. We got to fight. And we yes, can't give up because he, he got hit with that little punching bag and he dropped, kicked it, and missed it. He got back up and did it again. And if a child can do it, we can do it. Get up and do it again. <laughs> God is good. God is good. God is good all the yes, time. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Spider-Man won't be the same. Gonna put him out of business. God is good. I just want to thank God for each and every one of you. Thank God for your prayers. Pray for my family. And I'll be doing the same for you. We one big family. Tabernacle. We are awesome people of God. There's anointing on us. There's yes, favor on us. And when I was talking about favor one day, and I told Pastor Harper, and I told my wife, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, when you got favor on you, and I said, oh, Lord. I said, thank you. I got faith. He said, favor is the promise of God that was on you before you was born. And then he said, I made provisions for you before you was born. So don't worry about it. You got favor. Tabernacle can change the world, the nation, through our prayers. Amen. You understand? And so I'm telling true. you now. So true. You got to understand that God is doing a work in us, but we got to go back to verse one and verse two. We can't let no idols come up, and we got to make sure we stay in the sanctuary and give me God the place. That's what it's all about right there. All that stuff don't matter, but the thing is that we keep our relationship with God. Repent when you have to repent. Don't be ashamed to go to somebody and ask them for forgiveness. If you've heard them, we read it in Mark 11, 22 through 26, all our days. We got the scripture. <laughs> Hug on your family today. Tell them how much you love them. That's all you can hug. You can't hug nobody else. So hug who ain't got COVID in your house. Amen. Give them some sugar. Kiss them. Tell them you love them. Cook them a dinner. <laughs> Buy them a steak. Tell them how much you appreciate them. 
God is good. Hug your children. Love on them. Love them. Call them. Check in on them. <laughs> You'd be surprised what God will do. So true. Amen. So true. And we got to understand that we got to watch what our children's doing on this Twitter and on this phone and stuff. They up there dancing, doing their stuff and all that. We got to make sure that we log in now. Uh, not not log in on some of them don't want you peeking, but I'm gonna tell you, pop up on them, see what they got going on when they got that phone in front of their face and over in the corner somewhere. Uh oh, I didn't mean to go there. But we you gotta, are. You gotta let the kids know. This stuff, yeah. the social media stuff right here now is taking a lot of our kids down. They're experiencing stuff before their time because of social media. We didn't have that when we grew up. Shoot. We couldn't even get on the telephone. We had to we had to ask somebody, can we call? We had a certain time we had to call somebody. My time was from eight to nine to call Barbara. And I couldn't stay a minute over because somebody else was on there at nine to ten. Okay, I'm I'm done now. I'm I'm done. I'm done. And I just want to thank God for y'all. And I love every one of you. Pastor, I love you. First lady, happy birthday. We had a lot of birthdays in January. And I just thank God for everything. It's Amen. a blessing to have a birthday. Yes, it is. Amen. Amen. I want to pray now. Thank God for the blessing. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your compassion. We thank you for our harvest. We thank you for our rain. We thank you for the soul. We thank you for the sowing. We thank you for the reaping. We thank you for the harvest. We thank you for the planting. We thank you for your love. We thank you for safety. We thank you for increase. We thank you for the fruit. We thank you for all that you have given us, God. We don't want to take it lightly, God, and we want to give you the praise right now for what you all done for us, God, how you kept us, God, and how you kept the enemy back from us, God, and how you provided for us, God, and we thank you right now for your love. Most of all, we thank you for the spirit of God that lives in us, God, our connection, our relationship, our love that you have for us. We thank you for it, God. We know that you love us, God, and we ask you to protect us as we go forward. We thank you for what's going to happen in, in our future, God. We're not in a wilderness anymore. We're not in Egypt anymore. God is changing things, God. We see history prevailing, God. Well, we see things that we never set, saw before. And we, we love you for it, God, because you are a God of Lord and Lord and King of Kings. you Jehovah Jireh. You're the author and the finisher of our faith. And we ask you to protect us upon our children, protect us upon our elders, protects us upon our widows and our widowers. We thank you for all things. We thank you for our pastor. And we ask you to continue to enlarge his territory. We thank you for the spirit of excellence that he gave and taught us that we must do it to glorify God. And we just ask your blessings upon him and his daughter and his mother and his sisters. We ask you to bless that family now. Show increase. Bless his business. Bless everything that his hands go to do. Bless his right hand. Bless his left hand. Bless his heart. Bless his mind. I ask you to bless him, Lord. And we just ask your blessings upon the people that's on this service. Yes. We ask you to let them go forth, Lord, with a new mindset. Yes. And a new understanding of what you got for them, God. Lord, you know that we got an overflow, God. And if we just got enough, we can't help nobody. But God, we got an overflow. And I thank you for this word. Obedience brings blessings. Stay obedient. Obedience brings blessings. 
And I thank you for the obedience today. We love you and we glorify your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank y'all. Amen. 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 Thank you, Mr.